This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Well, hello, friends. Hey, guys. How are you? Happy uh, uh, kind of snow day. That storm was kind of a dud again. Yeah, I mean, it was bad for a bit. It was mainly just really heavy snow is what I noticed. Like, it was just that slushy, gross, break-your-back-shoveling kind of snow that I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of it. It's not fun, but it wasn't as crazy as I thought. I think we're also comparing it to that snowstorm that we did get, what, a couple weeks ago now at this point, where it was intense, and it came down all at, in like a few hours. Remember how intense that was? So I feel like a lot of people yeah, had they, a lot of people had that in their on their mind. I'm sure, but that said, we still had schools closed and and shit like that today. Which I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm, I'm questioning a little bit in some spots, but okay, I trust it. You know what? I'd rather not risk any accidents, especially involving children. I'm not that kind of person. So so cool. Fine, whatever. Coming up in a few, we are going to talk about uh, a, a new study into our cleanliness during the pandemic, and we know. People are are sanitizing more and they're washing their hands and stuff like that. But that appears to have come at the expense of washing the other things, which are equally, if not more important. For example, if you get in the shower and assume that just because a little bit of water fell over your privates, that they're clean. That is a mistake and assumption, everyone. Not good. <laughs> it just trickled down. It's fine. <laughs> well, it got wet and I wiped it with a towel. It's good. No, it's not. No, it's really not. But we'll get to that coming up. First off, uh, Aaron O'Toole is out and Candace Bergen is in as the interim leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. What a mess. It's like watching families fighting in front of you. I I just can't figure out why they thought this was the best way to go. Mm hmm. I I mean, uh, we, t- we talked about it yesterday, and I don't know, like, part of me was surprised, but I don't know much about what happens internally there. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised necessarily, because I don't know enough. Well, Aaron O'Toole, uh, he did go out with Grace. He had a nice speech, and that was good for him. Uh, unfortunately, though, that means that Justin Trudeau basically gets a free pass. I don't think anybody's in any hurry to trigger an election when the conservatives don't even have a permanent leader, and they won't until at least... The end of next fall, they're saying about eight to nine months before they can elect somebody. So get used to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. And he's in a bit of a pickle because people are looking at the police in Ottawa now, screaming at them to get rid of the truckers, get Ottawa back to normal. And people are calling on the prime minister to do something. There are reports that one of the options is to call in the military. Oh, can you imagine any scenario at all where we call in the military to clear the truckers from Parliament Hill? I mean, if it got insane, but it doesn't seem to be getting that way. And I mean insane, like like businesses getting ransacked and shit like that. Yes, but that's not the case here. No, I mean, everybody seems to agree that they're loud and it's inconvenient. And yeah, they're blocking some roads, but... It's not a a violent protest. You would think that Ottawa had never even had a protest before. 
It took them a day to start screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh, my God. Clear out the truckers. And I'm not on the ground in Ottawa right now. I don't know how bad or good it is. But this does not seem like something that we would call in the military for. Although the good news is it looks like they may get uh, out of Ottawa anyway. I'm hearing there's a freedom convoy heading to Toronto this weekend to protest mm. at Queen's Park. Okay. Well, Ottawa, if you think you're inconvenienced, wait till the truckers get to Toronto where it's gridlocked to begin with. Wow, that'll bring Toronto to its knees if they have thousands of trucks on the street here. Wow. Are they as loud about it this time around as the last time? Like the last time we knew exactly where everybody was coming from. Do you know? Like, have you seen it? Is it on their Facebook page? I haven't checked it. Yeah, these are just the reports that certain reporters are leaking out. And I guess they were told by organizers or members of the convoy. Maybe this is a whole new convoy. I don't even know. But the Freedom Convoy seems to be heading for Toronto this weekend, which will be absolute mayhem. Uh... Let's talk quickly about the mayor of Brampton. I I did mention the conservatives, and it's funny because everybody seems to think that Pierre Polyev will be the next leader of the conservative party, and maybe he will. But I'm going to float an outside theory that maybe, just maybe, the best person for the job might be the mayor of Brampton, Patrick Brown, a former MP, a former MPP, and former leader of the conservative party of Ontario, now doing a great job as the mayor of Brampton, There's a lot of people who think he might be perfect for that job. Okay. What do you think? Oh, I think he's great. Uh, I've known Pat for a very long time. He is a good guy, good family man. He certainly knows all three levels of government. He's a proven leader. I think Patrick Brown would be great. And part of the reason I like him is because of what he did yesterday. It's amazing because people criticize the truckers for for doing their thing on, on Parliament Hill Uh, the politicians are also some of them arguing in the same cause that the truckers are. And, and Patrick Brown is one of them who has been very vocal about doing the right thing, uh, following the science, but truly following the science and not doing things that don't make sense. And he doubled down on that yesterday when he came out and did his weekly briefing for the city of Brampton. I want to play just a little bit of it for you because I think it's a really good message. Listen to this. On uh, Monday, where we're now allowed to have 10 people indoors, 25 people outdoors, uh, 50% capacity for uh, event spaces, recreation, fitness facilities, uh, and local uh, restaurants. I have to say I'm a bit uh, impatient at the snail's pace of the reopening. Um, we have to put COVID-19 in the rearview mirror. We need to uh, get back on our feet a- as a city. I want to thank our residents for everything you have done once again to help us uh, get here. Um, the high levels of vaccinations have put us in a really strong position. Um, but I realize there's been incredible sacrifices from our small businesses. And there's been uh, a toll, uh, a significant toll. Uh, lockdowns have consequences. And, you know, we had two beloved small businesses uh, go under in the last week. Aria Restaurant and Hard and Hustle Gym, uh, two beloved local small businesses. There are real names and faces to the consequences of lockdowns. 
You know, I'm heartened uh, by the words of the province's chief medical officer, Dr. Karen Moore, who recently stated, I think we have to start to understand we have to learn to live with this virus. We have to let our we have to we have let our lives be controlled for the last two years in a significant amount of fear. And now we're going to have to change some of that thinking. Now, those are welcome words by the chief medical officer. Um, and I just have to say, um, I worry that there'll be uh, more businesses that go under and more consequences, given how incremental uh, the pace of reopening is. Um, you know, the notion right now that you can only have 25 people um, outdoors, uh, you could have a backyard rink where you couldn't even have two teams play. There's no science to support these ongoing restrictions of outdoor amenities. Our restaurants have been hit hard enough. The fact that they can't be fo fully open, we continue to have, you know, these uh, stringent capacity limits, um, given the fact uh, we're seeing uh, uh, really positive and encouraging trends of in the hospital numbers. I really hope that the province can look at having a faster timeline for, for reopening. You think Doug hears something like that and takes it to heart and thinks, oh, yeah, you know, the mayor is absolutely right. Because we've been saying that for a very long time. The mayor is saying that. Many people, including business owners, have been saying that for a very long time. It's just the one person who could fix all of this doesn't seem to be listening. He wants to go slow and steady. We're going to stay the course and go as slow as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. And frankly, there's no reason for it. The mayor just explained why there's no reason for it. Right. Well, I th and I do think it's different when you're, I, I agree with Patrick Brown, but that said, I do think it's different when you have, when you're in Doug's position where you do have to, you don't have to answer to the medical professionals that you have on your team, but they are in your ear. And if Certain people are, and doctors, for example, are telling you, go super slow. Or some of them maybe even suggested, don't even don't even reopen them. Oh, you're going to reopen them at 50%? That's too, that's too fast. And then on the other end, you have people, the majority of people, by the way, who say, no, it's not. You should have done it a while ago. Let's move along here, right? Let's look forward. When you have both sides at you, which he does, like Patrick Brown doesn't. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have someone in his ear constantly telling him that. It's a little bit different is all I'll say about it. But yeah, I mean, he's a very much a, a weight, a weight on it kind of guy. And see, we've seen this. The history shows he's a weight on it and see what everybody else says and how everyone else reacts. And then you can change it. So I wouldn't be surprised if he turns around completely a week from now and says, you know, we've realized that we can we can move this along. So it's at 75 percent or something. It won't fall to 100 oh, percent. No, because he, he won't do 100 percent, I think, unless he'll make it like a 100 percent March 30th or something stupid like that far away. Uh, you know, Kat, I mean, the people want it. The mayors are calling for it. Businesses never wanted to be shut down in the first place. And they've been screaming like, come on, let's get on with this here. And it's amazing. I do understand that Doug's in a bit of a dangerous position here because if he doesn't listen to the doctors, they'll shit all over him on the news. But frankly, I mean, he's got the public on his side. He's got his uh, municipal governments on his side. And I really don't know what he's waiting for. But how about a colleague? One more I want to play for you. Yesterday, Saskatchewan basically declared the pandemic over. Premier Scott Moe had a really great speech where he talked about how this has got to go down and how life can return to normal. What Doug failed to do the other day when he was given the opportunity to explain we need to learn to live with it, the Premier of Saskatchewan did. Hi, everyone. There's been a lot of discussion lately about whether it's time for us in Saskatchewan to look at ending all of the remaining COVID measures and restrictions that we have in place. Well, I think it is time. That's what I am hearing. And that's what our MLAs are hearing from most of their constituents. 
Now, that's not because COVID has ended. It most certainly hasn't. It's because people understand it better. They understand what they need to do. They understand the risk and they are prepared to live with that risk more than they are prepared to live with the ongoing government intrusion into their lives. Remember when this first started so very long ago? Government measures were supposed to last, I think, two weeks. Well, it's been two years. Two years of some of the most challenging times for this province and, quite frankly, some of the most challenging times that this world has seen. But as we move through all of those challenges, we learn more about this virus. and We learn more about how we can protect ourselves. We learn to assess our risks and we learn to make the right choices for ourselves and our families. The tools we could use have also evolved over that period of time. Vaccines, antiviral treatments are now available. Testing options have become widely available. So that brings us to today. It's time for us to have an honest conversation about COVID and our path forward. What I'm about to say will sound radical to some and some quite frankly aren't going to like it. But eradicating COVID is not realistic and COVID zero is not achievable. Mm -hmm. But normalizing COVID or living with COVID most certainly is. I'm concerned that COVID being the constant topic of conversation and dictating our daily lives will have a negative long-term impact on each of us in this province. And calls for daily government intrusion into people's lives, skepticism regarding anything remotely positive that is related to COVID. This perpetual state of crisis is having a harmful impact on everyone. For example, I heard this recently. I did everything right and I still got COVID. Well, COVID is a virus. It's a highly transmissible virus that many people are contracting. In its current form, both vaccinated and unvaccinated people are getting it and they're getting it at virtually the same rate. So to be clear, oh, here's part two. If you get COVID, you did nothing wrong. It's just impossible for you or anyone to eliminate all of the risk. But here's the positive news. Because now in Saskatchewan, so many people are now vaccinated, and because Omicron seems to be much less severe than previous strains, yes, more people are getting Omicron, but they aren't getting as sick. We may continue to see COVID morph into different variants and forms in the coming months and years, but we need to end the perpetual state of crisis. Recently, we dropped the requirements for close contacts to self-isolate. And you've heard me now many times talk about ending the proof of vaccination system in our province. Other provinces and other countries are also having this very important conversation about how they are going to move forward living with COVID. In the coming days and weeks, the, the government of Saskatchewan will be taking a number of steps to manage COVID in the same way that we manage other communicable diseases and seasonal viruses that we deal with in our communities each and every year. Dr. Shahab and his team will continue to provide updates on any new emerging issues that may be related to COVID or other public health risks that are affecting our province. And our number one priority will be ensuring that healthcare services will be there and be available for anyone that may require them. So what does this all mean for us? It means COVID is not ending, but government restrictions on your rights and freedoms, those will be ending and ending very soon. So keep doing what you are doing. Go get vaccinated if you have not yet. While it may not prevent you from getting COVID, it will significantly protect you against getting sick. Use rapid tests from time to time. Stay home if you're not feeling well. Travel, go to work, have dinner with your friends, go to the movies, go to your kids' games, most importantly. 
You should do all of these things without constantly assessing if your every activity is absolutely necessary. What's necessary is your freedom. What's necessary is getting your life back to normal. And it's time. I want to thank all of you for the sacrifices that you've made over the past two years. I know the people of Saskatchewan are ready for these next steps. And you're going to be hearing more details about these next steps in the days ahead. Cat. We've talked many times before about how desperately we need leadership, how desperately we need critical thinkers, how desperately we need somebody to stand up and provide some guidance other than the narrative coming specifically from the health table. I think we found our leader. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that exactly what we were asking of Premier Ford to come up and say, we can't eradicate COVID. We have to learn to live with it. Here's how we're going to do with it. We're going to get on with our lives. Yeah. A plan- is he wrong? Because he sounded absolutely brilliant to me. Yeah. A plan following that, because I mean, I think that's key. I, I don't know if that's what freaks uh, Doug Ford out from saying any more than what he said, which was all he said was, I agree with Dr. Moore when he <laughs> said that we had to move forward. Okay. But ha- where's the, didn't we learn this? Where's the, where's all the W's here? Where's the, how, where's the, why and the, when and the, give us more details, right? And he just didn't come up with that and didn't say anything. I, I, I yeah, that it, part's it, frustrating. Whereas you hear something like that and it seems a little more, you feel a little more confident that he says it, he means it. Doesn't it just sound like there's a guy who's got a steady hand on the till. That's a guy who has assessed every aspect of what the lockdowns have done and the incredible toll on people's mental health and physical health and on the business community and on the economy and so on crime and on so many other things. There's a guy who's weighed all of the factors and made a decision. And I am so happy that he came to that conclusion. Good for the people of Saskatchewan. Let's hope that we get something like that here. There's two major well-respected leaders who have been steady through all of this in in telling you to get vaccinated, but still saying we cannot go too far to one extreme. So well done, Premier Scott Moe. Well done, Mayor Patrick Brown. I think that's exactly the kind of leadership that Ontario needs, that Canada needs. Let's go. The public agrees with those two. It's just the people that are currently in charge that don't want to seem to give up that that constant hand in our pocket and that constant dragging us around on a leash following their every whim. It's very frustrating that it's still going on here in Ontario, but hopefully more leaders like Scott Moe and Patrick Brown will come forward soon. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Uh, let's switch gears here, Kat, because we're going to jump in the shower now. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, uh, the pandemic has taught us a lot more about cleanliness and how to protect ourselves by not introducing viruses that are transmitted through touch into our bodies. That's why we're all sanitizing our hands so much. But we're not doing it nearly as good a job as we used to with all the other cleaning. A new study is done by one of the body wash companies, and they say that one of the things that gets neglected the most when we're cleaning on a daily basis 
is the armpits. What? 31% say sometimes they let the pits get a little gross. Ew. That's the easiest one, though. Isn't that, Isn't like, the it? easiest? I don't, you lift up and scrub and you're done. Isn't this also an area that m- most of us, and maybe people stop wearing deodorant and that's why? I don't know, but isn't that the area that most of us do t- tend to pay attention to first? I don't understand. I, w- when I get in the shower, the very first thing I do is I let the water run all the way over with over me so I get my hair wet and then it all drizzles down. My whole body's wet. Then, yeah, I raise the left arm. Let's give it a clean. Raise the right arm. Let's give that a clean. Your pits should be one of the first things you do. It's funny. But miraculously, <laughs> people are not doing it. Yeah. It's funny to me that the way that this is kind of stated is that it has something to do with COVID, that we're doing all the right things with our hands, right, and sanitizing, but then we're neglecting the other parts. It's interesting the way that they that they say that. It's like, what happens in the shower then? If that's true, then what happens in the shower? You look around, you look down, you're like, well, can't catch COVID through my dick, so not going to bother cleaning that. <laughs> I don't understand it. Oh, we're going to get to your dick in a minute. Because I'm, I'm sure it's everybody. on the list. I have no doubt about it. Based on the fact that armpits, one of the easiest ones, people like are too lazy to clean now because they think that way, then obviously that's going to be on the list too. 30% of people are neglecting washing their back. Oh. It is difficult to reach. I'll certainly grant you that. Yeah, they've got loofahs on a stick though, or or have a partner with you. I mean, that's also a fun way to do it if you can do it. <laughs> the average person though can reach most of their back. I mean, I can, and I'm not exactly the picture of fitness or or stretched out. I can still get most of my back. Do people at least wash what they can reach? Yeah, I mean, I th- I, I I think so. Others probably assume, though, because if you think about it, washing your hair. Let's give an example of you wash your hair. Let's say you're doing that. You feel like, oh, the suds from my shampoo, though, are dripping down my back directly. That's got to be enough. That's how I assume people people figure that it's okay not to bother scrubbing their back physically. I guess. Uh, 29% admit, yeah, they're not washing their junk as much as they used to. I'm sorry. Really? You got in the shower and did not clean your penis or your vag? Really? You Guys, didn't clean it? Areas that all con- What the hell were you doing in there? Areas that constantly don't see the light of day are the most that should be cleaned. You should be cleaning your junk for sure. Ladies and gents, crevices and cracks down there need to be cleaned. Well, let's maybe some people haven't figured it out. Maybe they've got one of those neato little showers that that only uh, it stays on the wall. It, it's not the removable one that you can move around. How do you wash your penis or your vag when the water's coming from above? Is there a solution here, Cat? Maybe we can help somebody get a cleaner penis. You just la- like I don't understand. Like you just lather. First, I don't know how many people even use. Uh, any type of washing product in the shower, but I don't care if it's shampoo. Fine. Take shampoo, get a get a nice loofah, get yourself something. Your body deserves it. Get yourself a nice Treat yourself. A nice scrubber or loofah. Gentle, of course, for that area. Get something nice and gentle, nothing hard, nothing that's gonna hurt you. And and give it a scrub in the shower and let the water go ahead and, and get rid of the suds after the fact. No? Like, isn't it simple? Like to me, that's a no-brainer. I thought it was a no-brainer. I mean, gravity does most of the work with a shower head that just stays stationary. Uh, let the water fall, but yeah, you got to wash. 28% admit they're not doing a very good job at cleaning their butt. Oh, my God. But, oh my Again, even if you have to do a handstand and get your butt up in the air, 
with your legs up against the wall to try and get it clean, you've got to clean your bum. Are these the same people that have skid marks still as adults? Is that what's happening here? (laughs) Clean your ass. It's quite simple. Clean your fucking ass. 26% of people aren't doing as well as they used to cleaning their face. I mean, you have to clean your face, obviously. Maybe that just means they're not using the same product that they used to or something like that. Could that be it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. For me, it's like a routine. I mean, my face washing routine is like, it, it must be done every single night. And I've got several different things that I do. So that's very foreign to me that someone won't even be bothered to wash their face. One in five, not doing a very good job. They admit it, washing their feet. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see that. That's another one of those. You need the tools to help. I think you do actually what? need tools to help. Like a is a pumice? Is that where I'm going? Whatever. Something like that to kind of help out, you know, and get the dead skin off and scrub. Is that what we're talking about? Because it's another area hey. where people assume it's just the water's puddling up at my feet. So that's clean enough, right? I think that's what people think. Well, my feet is the lowest part of my body. So as soon as all that soap runs off my, 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 my ass and crack. my face and my junk <laughs> and my ass crack, it'll clean my feet. No, then you've got ass water all over your feet. You've got to clean your feet. <laughs> Clean your feet. Come on. You got ass This isn't water. hard. <laughs> it's, it's true. Fuck. <laughs> uh, substitute teacher on Long Island caught on video browsing sex toys during class. A video making the rounds shows a teacher at Valley Stream South High School sitting at her desk behind a computer, while a projector screen at the front of the class shows a series of sex toys in an online store. The video was shot from a student's desk. Students are heard with muffled laughter, and one person even says, oh my god. The lecture that the students were intended to be watching was about Garrett Morgan, the inventor of the traffic light. (laughs) It It continues to play unabated. It's unclear if the substitute teacher was aware of the gaffe. A spokesperson for the school said yesterday, following the incident, the substitute teacher was removed from the district's roster and would no longer be teaching at any district schools. How does this so happen? So you decided. <laughs> okay, well, there's a lot to unpack here. First and foremost, why are you shopping for vibrators and dildos and bondage gear at work when you're a teacher with students right in front of you? I get. Mul- why are you doing that? I get multitasking. Look, I understand you've got a you've got a busy schedule. Okay, you are a busy person. Let's say you are juggling your work life, your family life. You've got places to go and things to do, and it pops up in your mind like, oh shit, I did not order that bunny rabbit I wanted to get. I'm just gonna go ahead and peruse now. At work is not the time to do those things. There's play time and there's work time. So you're don't even bother. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, from my perspective, I uh, uh, there's a time and a place. Yes, I, I kind of have to be in the mood to want to shop for sexy stuff. I don't just randomly do it when I'm walking through the, the mall or something like that and think, ah, shit, I forgot to add that vibrator to my cart. Hang on, let's log in and do that right now. In the same way, I wouldn't do that at work. I'm not in that sexy mood. I wouldn't think to myself, oh, you know what? I should get some handcuffs for later on and maybe a a glow-in-the-dark waterproof whatever to take home for later. Why would you do that at work, particularly when you've got 30 kids right in front of you? What are you thinking? 
don't even get me started on, did it not occur to you to look over your shoulder and see what's up on the screen? Did that not occur to you at all to look up and say, huh, I want to make sure my desktop is covered here. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a go-to, right? If you're going to do something that you're not supposed to do at work, whatever it is, sex toys are are not peruse sex toys. If you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing at work, you would probably have some form of awareness of who's around you at least, I would assume. Yeah, especially when you're in a school filled with children. What are children. you thinking? Uh, well, you know what? It's an easy way to like wean out the, the shitty teachers that shouldn't probably be teaching young kids. And I'm not saying that you can't teach kids and own a vibrator. You certainly can. But the smart ones understand when to purchase said vibrators. And in the middle of class is not one of those times. Seriously. Like, how dumb are these people? They're teachers, yeah. for God's sake. Teacher, that's it's a, messed up. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is true, too. That's, that problem solved itself. Uh, finally, the Winter Olympics begin officially tomorrow when they do the opening ceremonies. They're going to air at, at 6.30 our time. And I don't know a single person that's excited about the Winter Olympics. Not yeah. one. Not, Nobody is talking about it. I know it. most people I know forgot about it. They're like, what? Why isn't, late? Why isn't Tonight Show going to be on for a while? What? Olympics? That's happening still? I thought that, I thought that, I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, it is happening. I know. It's not going to be as big and um, as, I, I'm not going to say that we won't talk about it as much because if we're doing well here in Canada, for example, we're going to talk about it. I mean, we'll mention the medal count if we're doing well, but there's always and forever going to be an asterisk on this Olympics. Sure there will. Let's be honest. We're doing the Winter Olympics in the one country that Canada itself has already said through parliament, is committing genocide. Mm -hmm. This is China. Remember the two Michaels? There's genocide against the Uyghurs. There's been cyber attacks and you name it. I don't know why we're even bothering to send a team over there. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it's in China is one thing. The fact that we're still in the middle of COVID is a totally other thing. We can't have anybody in our stadium. Sorry, we can have up to 500 people at a, a hockey game or a a lacrosse game or baseball or hockey here in Canada. But over there, it, it's still the pandemic. Why would we sit here under intense and strict restrictions watching the Winter Olympics over there? It makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And because it's on the other side of the world, time zones don't line up. You've got a choice. You can either get up at, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning to watch the, the goddamn luge and the bobsled. Or you can watch it in prime time 12 hours later, but by then you're going to know what happened because you won't be able to escape the constant news cycle of Canada won another gold in men's skeleton. It's just a waste of time at this point, isn't it? Yeah, again, I mean, I I don't think as many people really truly care, especially with what's happening. For some people, maybe it will be a nice little escape. Maybe there's people listening that that completely disagree, and for them – that's going to be something that they look forward to. And there's not a ton to look forward to. So, all right, fine. But I I don't, it's not. It's just not going to be as big. And I think we know that. I wish all of our athletes uh, a great Olympics and good luck to you. You certainly have put in the time and effort and investment into training for this, the opportunity to be declared the best in the world at something. And we don't want to take anything away from that. Good luck to you. But the fact that this is happening during COVID, in China is just crazy to me. 
by the way, the people of China are probably the most pissed off about this Olympics because they went hardcore on trying to eradicate COVID from anywhere near where the Olympics were going to be happening. In some communities in and around Beijing, apparently if you catch COVID, a van full of guys in white suits will show you up, will show up and take you to a quarantine facility. It's kind of like a, a, a squid game. Yeah, it's like they just a- show up in these weird spacesuits and take you away to make sure you mandatory self-isolate until your virus is gone. That's insane to me. Yeah, it's like something out of the Hunger Games. Just get in. Shut up. Keep moving. Don't talk of it. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't like that, but at the same time, if you're, if you're there for the Olympics, then you should know your risks going in. I would hope that you know the risk and you're okay with that. Uh, Good luck to all the athletes, but to China and, and the international Olympic committee, I don't know what you guys were thinking, but I don't think this was a good idea. I do also want to say congratulations to us through incredible Technical difficulties and adversity. We still managed to do a radio show and a podcast today. Yeah, tell this, me uh, about it. This delay is crazy. So basically what happened, guys, was after the show yesterday, because we have all this incredible technology that has come online since the pandemic began and it was necessary to work from home, they said, hey, you know what? We're going to get a snowstorm today. Scott, why don't you take some equipment home with you? And if the roads are bad, just work from home tomorrow. Well, we did. And there's still some adjustments to be made, clearly. So thank you for putting up with some awkward pauses and a little bit of talking over each other yeah, today, guys. Some crackling and, here and, and there and stuff like that. But that's okay. We went, we made it. We, we made it through. We'll have a brand new episode of After 9 coming your way tomorrow. And I think for the first time in a few weeks, Dave Blizzard is going to join us. Yay. Awesome. Chat fun. Have, have yourselves a fantastic Thursday, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. The Washington football team announced that it officially changed its name to the Washington Commanders, as in Rams 37, Commanders 3. <laughs> Commanders sounds kind of like an action movie where Dolph Lundgren and Sylvester Stallone join forces to defend their assisted living facility, right? <laughs> NASA just announced that it will retire the International Space Station in 2031 by crashing it into a remote part of the Pacific Ocean. The plan was put together by the new head of NASA, Vin Diesel. (laughs) Malls across the country have been filling empty retail spaces with surgery centers. That explains the story I saw the other day called uh, Apodectomy and Fitch. Tesla has issued a recall for more than 50,000 vehicles to disable a feature which prevents them from rolling through stop signs without coming to a full halt. Or as Tesla calls it, Mercedes mode. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.